Lessons of Life, where we talk about the laws of mind and the mystics and what it means and how we can live the good life, the life you were always meant to live. And so today uh, is something we're taking from Baron Eugene Person in his book, Science of Being. And it's just a beautiful little piece. It's called The Dream. Night. The fragrance of a warm summer night suffuses all nature. The firmament studded with stars glowing like diamonds, a net of glittering loveliness through which the dark beauty of night is fading. Soft, living light invades the clear atmosphere like golden vapor. It increases steadily, penetrating and covering everything. Bathed in its radiance, there appear glittering diamond peaks, mountains of topaz and amethyst, massive rocks of emerald, gigantic monoliths of sapphire, as steps leading to higher regions. The light grows in strength, investing all things with color and warmth. There are no rays of a sun rising from behind the hills, but a glowing radiance emanating from everywhere, embracing everything, and increasing like some strain of music. And indeed, there is music in the air. Gentle melodies are trembling, soft harmonies are vibrating, and mysterious echoes answer them. Set amidst these precious mountains, surrounded by a grove of gigantic trees so lofty that they appear to be talking with the clouds, stands a palace, large as a city and of wondrous beauty. The walls of it are streams of light rising from the ground and playing in all the colors of the rainbow. Its flat roofs, towers and domes are golden clouds upon which the glow of the spreading light is shedding its morning splendor. And still, the light grows in strength. Through the golden roof of the palace rises an innumerable procession of beings, each one seeming more wonderful than the other. Of almost similar height and size are they, but how different each one. Some are like fiery lava streaming from the crater of a volcano, and some are like moon rays made living beings. Some like roaring waterfalls with rainbows playing about their heads and some like precious stones become alive. Their wonderful bodies appear in all their unhidden glory. No covering conceals their eternal beauty. And eyes, such as when the spirit itself looks on the world it has created, full of supreme majesty and power, full of infinite love, are shining from under their divine brows. Two of these beings rise with the rest from the depths of the palace, 
and like twin stars stand tenderly embraced on the top of the highest tower more radiant more wonderful than the others are then like a brilliant star is the countenance of one his body taller and stronger than that of his mate is like a phosphorescent opal streams of living light are flowing through his body and making it shine in iridescent hues his eyes are lightning a purple cloud his hair and when he speaks and when he moves far away thunders heard golden and shining is his companion his body woven of sun rays his hair glowing flame his eyes reflecting the glory of heaven itself and when he speaks and when he moves soft harmonies fill the air with the gestures of adoration they raise their arms in triumphant song greeting to the spirit thanks to the great giver their brothers follow them in the song all nature joins in this hymn of gratitude birds and animals trees and flowers rocks and clouds waters and the ground itself sing eternal praise of all beings to the one supreme being their divine father stronger and more wondrous grows the great song flooding the universe with praise and love it rises to a thunder of triumph and dies away in silence silence a limpid breeze moves the air and each one feels within himself the words live and love the great spirit the father is communing with his children infinite bliss fills every being and pervades the universe the day of heaven has begun but the triumphant band passes out of sight the roofs are deserted The triumphant band passes out of sight. The roofs are deserted, and the two heavenly twins sink back into the palace. And there they stand within the great tower in the very midst of it. High, circular walls surround them, but there are no openings in those walls. Deep and mysterious is the material out of which they are built. Precious also is it, for its name is Silence. And upon those mighty walls of silence, towering high up into the free air, are set lofty pillars. Precious also is the material from which they are made, shining in all the colors of the rainbow. Their name is Hope. And through these pillars of hope, stretching their slender shafts into the highest air, are sailing golden clouds. Silence. They move through the Tower of Silence, but the birds, with the rustling of their wings, do not dare to fly through because of the sacred silence. Upon these pillars of hope rests a glorious dome, effulgent as the sun and joy is the material of which the dome is made, and the floor upon which they stand is a transparent crystal, a gigantic lens, and through that lens the whole universe appears stretched out at their feet. Worlds without number, 
all stars, sun systems, chains of planets, all beings, everything, the greatest and the smallest, can be seen through that crystal. Understanding is the material out of which that floor is made. With their feet firmly established on understanding, with silence surrounding them, with hope towering over them, and with joy crowning them, stand the two, keeping watch over the world. And the one whose voice is like thunder speaks to his mate, Oh, thou loved one, thou radiant joy of the world, once more we stand ready to fulfill our charge, to carry out our duties in the eternal scheme. Thou, the love of the world, I, the mind of it. All knowledge, all power are ours. Why then must we every morning adore, greet as our master, one whom none has ever seen? Thou art from eternity, and I am from eternity, and so are all our brothers. Yet who has ever seen the one who claims to be our father, and who is called God? True it is that every morning a voice speaks with us, but there is none can tell whether it comes not from our very selves. Why should we adore any longer one who remains a mystery to us, enough that we should be slaves to an unknown master? Let's free ourselves from the bonds by which we are now bound. All powers, all forces are ours. Therefore, let us rule the world. We too, the greatest powers of this world. The answer came soft to me, tender as love itself. Ah, brother, why these words of pride, of revolt? Thou knowest, for thy heart tells thee in spite of all that there is a God, that we have an invisible Father, Ah, brother, why these words of pride and revolt? Thou knowest, for thou heart tells thee, in spite of all, that there is a God, that we have an invisible Father, who is also our loving Mother, and who enfolds us, His children, in His divine embrace. He thinks continually of us. His, he plans ceaselessly for our joy. For us, He pours out into manifestation the endless beauties the transplendent wonders from the unmanifest regions of his heart. And he asks nothing from us but our love. Is it so difficult to love him who so loves us? Dismiss these thoughts of rebellion. Forget these proud words. Sorrow alone can come from them, my brother. Like sudden th thunder, like the bursting of crashing floods, came the roaring, shattering outcry. What is this hidden power that can compel mind? Mind, the glittering luminary of all the worlds, is regent in the universe. No servant's place shall I be satisfied to take. But if thou, O my gentle brother, will not rule with me and share my power, then alone shall I command the world. And with these words, swift as a streak of lightning, he rises from the ground of understanding through silence, through hope, through radiant joy, into the open. Higher and still more high, past the precious mountains, 
He climbs the lambent air, leaving behind a blazing train of phosphorus, until his feet touch the summit of the most aspiring peak, the pinnacle of glittering diamond. Poised on the shining spire, his cry goes out to the world. Spirits of light, sons of eternity, the day of freedom, of liberation has come to us. Free are ye born, free shall ye live. No more adoration, no more praying to a master, to a God, whom none has ever seen. From now you shall be your own masters. Come all, come all to me, and you shall be free. And from the hidden parts of all the world, myriads of spirit, sons of light, are gathered together. They surround the diamond peak where stands the one whose eyes are lightning whose countenance is a blazing star, whose words of adoration, with words of adoration they shout. With words of adoration they shout, Hail to thee, Lucifer, son of the morning. Hail to thee, liberator, our leader, our master, our God. And he, who is proclaimed the master of the hour, called the ruler of the world, looks down upon those prostrate at his feet. I am your master. I am your God. Follow me, for I alone can give you freedom. New beauties shall ye discover through me. New powers and forces shall ye wield. Ye shall become more piercingly brilliant than ever ye have been, like flaming diamonds, more scintillating than the blazing suns. But in the sacred grove, hidden among the giant trees, with sad eyes and a heavy heart, stands one whose name is love, words of prayer falling from his lips. Father, beloved one, beating heart of the universe, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Him they call God, Lucifer, they acknowledge as supreme. Yet he is nothing but thy child, and all his powers and beauties he has from thee. True it is, he appears supreme, for his feet touch the ground, his head reaches heaven, and his glory seems to fill all space, yet they are as deceived as he is himself. It is thy glory which is still shining through him, and thy power is taken for his own. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Forgive my brother Lucifer, for he's still the dearest to my heart, and he also knows not what he does. From his piercing height, Lucifer heard the faithful praying voice and smiled on him in contempt. But suddenly, another voice, heavy with destiny, gathering in its might the unmeasured energy of all the worlds, Lucifer, in heaven all desires are achievement. Thou wouldst be free, thou shalt be free. Go thou, and all those who worship thee, to that further plane to which ye all belong. These regions of eternal light can bear thee no longer. Your bodies cast shadows in the pure skies, from the spheres of light to the outer utmost void. Go!
dust a voice from the vaulted silence, and on the moment a sudden burden as of great heaviness falls on Lucifer and his followers. They are no longer able to offer resistance against its weight, and with a blast of thunder and terror they fall from the realms of light into the somber void. As they fall, darkness grows denser about them, until no spark of light, no hope, is left to them. Far in the utter gloom, still falling, they perceive a fiery region, which draws them swiftly to it with irresistible force, and they are cast into an ocean of fire, of smoke of molten metal and boiling stone. He who was the first to fall is also the first to rise again, and he sees his brothers, his followers, once spirits of light, darkened, disgraced, extinguished, thrown into that abode of fire and suffering, and he calls to them, Rise, my brothers, rise, ye who are still the sons of light. True it is that from the highest spheres of bliss we have been cast into this desolation. Yet all knowledgeable is still mine, and thus all power, and I shall make for you from this hell a new heaven, and this new heaven shall be called earth. As he speaks, the ages pass. The flaming fields contract, the incandescence blazes with a fainter heat. The fumes and vapors gradually disperse, a lustrous, glowing planet cradled in fire and beauty is born. Then the lovely earth appears, green hills and gentle slopes and flowery meadows, singing brooks, clear rivers and blue sea, mountains and chasms and waterfalls, and through enchanted forests birds of a hundred colors are flying, and in the fields animals are roaming, and Lucifer is pleased with his creation and says, and now, my brothers, ye shall be the inhabitants of this new heaven, and ye shall be called human beings. And wonderful beings, lofty of stature, strong and comely, appear on the earth. They propagate and multiply, and rule the earth, and Lucifer is their king, their god. So fair a world seemed a true semblance of heaven, but the canker of revolt which had cast them from heaven still lived with them. And the spirit of jealousy, hatred, and pride begins to manifest itself and grows and spreads until the splendid earth becomes again a hell. And now they are unable to bear any longer in the suffering which infests the earth, and they find no help or relief from Lucifer. In their deep despair, they remember their father and to her, turn to him and pray again to God. And God, their father, hears the cry of his children and from his heart sends down to them his own love. And love comes down from heaven to earth and love becomes a human being. And love lives with human beings and teaches human beings how to love. But Lucifer, incarnate also as a human being, sees the menace to his power, and in a passion of hate and jealousy rises against his brother, 
and slays his brother. And God's love shakes off the burden of the earth. And earth is without love again. So sorrow and terror once more prevail. And the suffering becomes intolerable. Again, human beings cry out to God for help. And God, the Father, the loving Mother, hears the cry of His children, and from His heart sends down to them His own love. And love comes down from heaven to earth again, and love becomes a human being. And love lives with human beings and teaches them the law of love. But Lucifer, the world's mind, again incarnate as a human being, rises against his mate, his eternal twin, and causes him to die, for he sees in him the great menace to his power. And once again, God's love returns to the Father. And again, the earth is void of love. So through the ages, whenever misery and suffering increase upon the earth, so as to make life intolerable, the children of the earth call out for a deliverer, and always love, gentle and tender-hearted, comes to call and tries to save his brothers. But Lucifer ever rises against him, kills his body and destroys his work, for love is the continual menace to his power. And when for the last time God's love came down to earth, and lived the humble life of a simple mortal, giving to humanity the greatest lesson that love ever gave. Lucifer, incarnate as a human being, rose once more against his brother, betrayed him, and brought him to his death upon the cross. But he, of whom the world was not worthy, breathing his last breath, dying as a felon upon the accursed tree, prayed for those who had crucified him. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Father, forgive my brother Lucifer, for he knows not what he does. These burning words of love struck Lucifer like lightning in his heart, and he went out and made an end to his human self. And rising as a spirit, he beheld the greatest of his brother's love and the endless evil of his own age-old sin. He saw the sorrow and the suffering which came through him to all beings, and he felt that cold and stony heart of his melt and soften. And he wept with tears of blood, tears of fire. And those tears fell on the earth, and the earth trembled to its very foundation. Thus, for the first time, after countless ages of revolt, did Lucifer lift up his eyes to God, and words of prayer fell from his lips. Father! I know the immensity of my sin, and do not beg for forgiveness for myself, for crimes like mine cannot be atoned. But, O oh, my Father, forgive them, those who followed me in my fall. Forgive them, for they knew not what they did. 
no fault was theirs, but that they loved me more than thee, and listened to the magic of my words, the glitter of my mind, so that thy laws were all forgotten. Therefore, I pray thee, let them return to those pure spheres of love, where bliss and harmony and serenity are. But for myself, if by my eternal damnation I can win their eternal salvation, I am ready to be damned for eternity. Then, from the vaulted silence, a voice, gathering in its might the unmeasured energy of all the worlds. Lucifer, thy sacrifice is accepted, and through thy sacrifice shall the world be saved. And he, the proud one who had thought himself a god, bent his knees and with his head touched the dust of the ground. Like far off thunder sounded his words, Father, I thank thee. And once again, the voice, Lucifer, thou hast sinned much, thou hast also loved much, if it is thy sin. But infinite also is thy sacrifice. Therefore art thou forgiven. Go into the world, live among the children of the world, and carry to them the light of knowledge purified by love. Thus the veils of self-delusion will be withdrawn one by one. Limitations will be removed, suffering conquered, sorrow transmuted into joy. When the last human fault shall have been destroyed, when all thy brothers will have come back to me, then only will come the day of liberation. The pinions of inspiration, the pinions of inspiration, the pinions of inspiration singed by the fires of hell will have grown again strong enough to lift thee from this earth and to bear thee back to heaven. And there, at the burnished gates of heaven, the portals of eternal harmony shall love thy brother, thine internal mate, be waiting for thee to lead thee back to me. And Lucifer went into the world, and Lucifer taught the world. And to the world, Lucifer carried the light of pure knowledge, Glowing with the flame of love. Night. The fragrance of a warm summer night pervades all things. The firmament blazing with stars and beyond the stars darkness softly fading away. The radiant palace, the sacred grove, and above them the mountains of precious stones. And in the sacred grove, whose trees are talking with the clouds, Rest and sleep, myriads of beings of eternal light. Beneath the loftiest tree, the loftiest king of all the woods, lies one whose countenance is as God's. He lies in deep slumber, and bending over him, calling him softly with words of love, stands his mate, his twin. Brother, loved one, awake. Arise, my Lucifer, the night is fading fast, and soon the day of heaven will begin. Now we must 
Now must we sing again the praises to our Father, and lift our voices in adoration and gratitude to God. Like far-off thunder came the questioning words from trembling lips, and out of sorrowful eyes a flash of lightning. Oh, where am I? And the answer, Thou art in heaven, Lucifer. But again the question, Where have I been these ages? This fall, this, this suffering through countless years, and always fighting thee, my beloved one, destroying thy work and killing thee, where have I been? Not for a single moment of time hast thou left heaven, Lucifer, but with thy brothers in the sacred grove, beneath the great tears, hast thou slept the night, instead of with me in the palace. Lonely was I, my brethren, for I missed thy presence. But these sorrows, these nights of darkness that I saw and lived, this suffering, these crimes, this agony, what were they all? Whence came they, and where have they gone? And the answer, burning words of love. Beloved, it was nothing but a dream. I hope this helps and blessings to you. Thank you. Thank you for being with me.